You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. Well, it's 2021 now. It's still kind of We had our seven-day free trial. Can we get a refund now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we made it out of 2020. Oh, fuck. 2021 just sucks just as bad. Shit's already being canceled. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're we supposed to go to uh, Atlanta Steampunk Expo in February. That's like the first appearance I've seen been canceled, so... Who knows if we'll have a Dragon Con this year? I know uh, uh, Shot Show's been canceled, so yeah. I mean, I really think that you know it's going to boil down to how many strains, how many mutations of COVID do we have, and how effective is you know the vaccination and that sort of thing. But you know, I at the same time, like, how often is it? There's this brand new medication. Everybody rush out and take it. Like most of the time, I've seen enough zombie movies. Yeah, that to... started this way. <laughs> like, is there something you know under Pfizer that says umbrella? <laughs> yeah, but I live out in the middle of nowhere, so fucking zombie apocalypse. I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, dude. But if you population's get, low out here, if I won't you have get to zombie cows, zombies. you're screwed. <laughs> zombie barbecue. So, uh, what are we smoking this week, Brad? Ah, this week we have the La Flor Dominica Lenox. Uh, this Good is... old LFD Lenox. Yeah. Um, this is going to sport a Brazilian wrapper with a Mexican San Andreas binder with Dominican Republic filler. Um, I felt like I've smoked one of these before, but I don't know that we've talked about it on the actual yeah, I... podcast. I... I had that same thought, so I went back through our log of cigars we've reviewed, and we, it's one of those, that I, I think we may have smoked, but we never got around to, because they, that or we forgot when they to came update out, our log. <laughs> no, this was the updated one. I mean, it's only three episodes behind, <laughs> so I know we didn't smoke it in the last three episodes, so we're good. Everything else was on there, <laughs> but yeah, it's like one of those that, like, it came out, and then it kind of disappeared pretty quickly. Like, it, they kept selling out before we could actually get some to <laughs> to review. Yeah, I mean, this is supposed to sport the darkest Brazilian wrapper, and I'm, I'm thinking that that's very much an accurate statement. It almost has like a, like a barbecue smell to it. <laughs> well, I, you know why? Either that, or we've been talking about grills, and now it's on my mind. Well, <laughs> this cigar smells very oaky. Yeah, you know, so you got Your that wood, hardwood smell, trips, you know. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a very accurate description. And Lenox means the night, and it has a moon on its label, which kind of ties in loosely to this week's topic, because that's no moon, that's a unicron. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the second installment of the War for Cybertron trilogy, Earthrise. Yeah, like, this being a trilogy in the, like, I expect season one, season, no, it's like, damn it. I gotta find Earthrise. Where's it at? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like posted as a whole different uh, yeah video on instead of being like like I was know, five episodes thing. in and I started questioning myself: Am I watching the right series for the podcast? <laughs> I mean, granted, I would not have been disappointed, but I would have been like, "Hey, we need to delay because I need to watch." You know, 
I, I mean, luckily they're only like 25 minute episodes, so you can burn through the six episodes. Yeah, pretty much it's each kind of series so far has been almost like a movie. They've just broken up into six episodes instead of putting up a, a fucking two hour movie. Uh, but if you're going to have to liberate a robotic planet from Decepticons, you should call in Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. And like Autobots, they come in little metal packages. Sometimes, yeah, big metal packages. But, yeah. I mean, that's the thing What's about up, uh, Transformers. <laughs> they come in all different shapes and sizes. And they're more than meets the eye. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, uh, and, you know, the artwork, too. Uh, you know, not only has it got, like, this kind of this cool night scene band, but it comes in a unique box, too. It's like a big circular box that, becomes an ashtray once you smoke the cigars. Uh, so it's like, you know, it, it, I, I dig cigar artwork and like the, you know, different than the average, you know, box and labels and stuff. Kinda, uh, that's, that's the thing about the cool. cigar industry is I've noticed like a lot more companies creating artistic flair and doing things to separate themselves besides just being, oh, it's another cedar box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really appreciate the cedar box, but, um, you know, with a company like LFD, I mean, I've smoked quite a few of their cigars, so I know that most of the time I'm going to get a quality product. Um, they do cater more to the medium to full body, um, cigars. So they're, especially you get like the, DL seven hundred or the double um, digger, those are those are kind of kick your ass. Which this so far, so far this seems like nice a, and spicy, a, but not like it's super a balance. Um, I, I would definitely say medium full. Um, it, I don't know. I mean, you know, some of the cigars that um, you know, we we try like this has a lot of flavor to it, a lot of complexity, just. You know, so far I'm really digging it. Yeah, because some of them just make them strong. Like in the flashy shape. artwork, um, seems to draw your attention to this cigar. And unlike some other manufacturers that invest all of their marketing into the artwork and not so much the cigar they're putting out, um, you know, this is definitely a step above. <laughs> and kind of unusual for LFD. Most of their LFD all pretty much has the same band. They're, they, you know, invest in quality cigars, not so much like flashy artwork. So this is kind of unusual for them to be like a kind of a showy piece. This and the like La Vacano, I think, is the other one that's got like a kind of a custom, you know, I guess premium box and, and artwork attached to it. But I mean, so far it's it's definitely not a just a flashy marketing tool. It's a yeah. And, and one thing cigar. about this cigar too is the last few that we've smoked have been very airy. You know, as we smoked and and this one's actually got a little bit of um, you know, a little bit of a draw. Not quite um the smoky bastards that we've smoked uh, the last couple of episodes. So uh, nice change of pace. Yeah, I can still see you. Uh, yeah. I haven't had to. I need to invest in a freaking air purifier in here, <laughs> just to, so our eyes don't burn so much when we smoke some of those like fucking big cloudy bastards. But with that, we're gonna transform and roll out and get on with the main show. Anybody home? Do you know who I am? I know what you are. That is enough. 
ugly one. Oh, come on. Welcome back. Transformers more than meets the eye. And this week we're talking about War for Cybertron Trilogy Part 2, a.k.a. Earthrise. Yeah. I I gotta say, dude, like... I don't know, we were talking, like... So this is the, I guess, a prequel to basically the 80s Transformers animated stuff is what I'm gathering. Pretty much. I mean, everything looks like the Gen 1 Transformers, and it's all kind of before they got to... It's almost the story of, like, how they got to Earth, and I guess the original series began, which wasn't super clear in the first one, but the second one, there's, there's like... Uh, alludes to future events and there's even like well you can't call them a flashbacks but visions of the futures pulling directly from the 1984 transformers the movie yes <laughs> um so before i guess we get into anything spoilerish um digging the series um i mean well dug it now i got to wait again <laughs> like, I feel like six 20-minute episodes just wasn't quite enough to, you know, fulfill me. I needed, like, two more, I think. Like, especially toward the end, because... Especially like, this season, kind of... Where the first season felt like a complete story arc. That, like you said off mic, that this one kind of... It ends just abruptly. ends abruptly, yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the uh, the Empire Strikes Back, where it just ends with, like, oh, everything's really fucked up, uh, what's going to happen next? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So definitely a cliffhanger. Um, yeah, because I, I was like you when it when it ended. I'm like waited for another episode to start because I thought like this was like in the middle of a story, and then it's like, nope. Uh, here's you know goodbye. See y'all next season. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I was like, huh, that's it, right? <laughs> and well, what threw me off is you know I guess I've got Netflix set to autoplay, and it jumped uh, to like. Prime or one of the other um, Tra Transformer things, Transformers. and I'm like, this doesn't correlate at all. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, ten minutes in, and I'm like, did I just watch the wrong fucking thing for the episode? Oh, 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 never mind. Nope, I, I was finished with it, and uh... <laughs> and it being based on Transformers, it's I expected like a more because a lot of the TV series stuff that's come out have been more geared toward kids. Where this one's definitely something for the adults that watched it in the 80s because it's much darker and grittier. I mean, people are getting killed like right and left. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <This is> definitely <laughs> not like children's it's, programming. It's one of those that, you know, um, and this is the Transformer version of Game of Thrones. Nobody <laughs> is safe. 
Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Earthrise, definitely recommend. It is a short watch, but definitely give it a watch. And with no further ado, spoilers ahead. <laughs> and we're not talking about those ones on the back of cars, because there's those as well. Wait, we're talking about <laughs> Fast and the Furious now? Uh, but yeah, the, the you know, this second part, you know, all right, just kind of flash back to like the first uh, series siege at the end of it, you know, Megatron has this plan to take the all spark and basically reprogram all Autobots to make them Decepticons and prime gets it off the planet, throws it into a space bridge and it ends up wherever. And then prime and the arc escape through the bridge that also explodes and everyone assumes they're, they're dead. But by removing the AllSpark from Cybertron, it's like the battery of the planet. So now we come back to a Cybertron Very, that's that's dying. It's yeah, like, it's deteriorating. Know, the resources have been mined. Um, like to the point to where the uh, you know Decepticons and uh, you know uh, basically are mining the Energon from their own robots. Yeah, it's like we're the. <laughs> We're the first one, I think we talked about, because I always like a a bad guy that doesn't think he's a bad guy. And with the first one, Prime wasn't the great leader that we know from all the cartoons and movies and stuff. He was kind of finding his way as a leader. And Well, I still think in, even in season two. Yeah, like there's a little bit know, more. He's... But the big one is Megatron. Megatron, the first one, he's like... You can no... definitely tell he's batter, or he's given the... Appearance that you know, I mean, Decepticon being Decepticon, like being deceptive is absolutely in their nature. <laughs> but you know, he gives the appearance that he might actually have a conscious. Like, <laughs> yeah, season one, he very much saw himself as the savior of Cybertron, and what Prime was doing was going to destroy the planet. Where in this one, you start to see that darker turn where he's just starting to get full-blown evil that we know from how he was in the cartoons because i mean where it's and it's kind of pushed that way out of desperation because now he's stuck on a a dying planet but like you see him like having a conversation with somebody in his like throne room like you know you're the only one that understands like what i'm going through and all this other and, and the sacrifices i have to make and then it reveals he's talking to uh, freaking Ultra Magnus's severed head. Yeah, <laughs> very, reminded me very much like uh, whatever, uh, uh, whatever Hamlet or, or like a uh, last ratio. I knew him well. Yes, <laughs> talk to the fucking skulls. <laughs> but I mean, then again, like uh, you know, I guess we you know follow in you know other leaders' footsteps and whatnot. So, and then we we find out that. You know that they're well because the the tra- the Autobots that got left behind uh, Alita One and and uh, was it Sky uh, with Jetfire? It's like you know they're trying to they're liberating people from from prison camps and you find out that like there's Decepticons in all these prison camps. What's going on? And it reveals that like they're just draining the sparks of robot to power the yeah, sacrificing people to power the the spaceship they're building to escape Cybertron, but it's like you know he, he's he's now sacrificing 
his own people. And he even has that moment where, he, you know, uh, shockwave who's has no emotions. He's like, they're, they're scientists. He's the one that came up with the whole, whatever computer virus plan and the whole rewriting everybody using the spark plan from last season. He's like, Oh, we need to like cull another sector to uh, power yes. the ship. Uh, sector 12 is not doing good. And he's like, and you know, and it's kind of weird. Megatron has that like kind of crisis of conscience. He's like, I don't know. I'll think about it. Well, I mean, and he even says, you know, sometimes I think, you know, if I had the lack of emotions that you do, you know, I could be a, you know, better leader or something. But I, you know, it skips ahead to him going to Sector Twelve. Yeah, he goes and, and like he gets to visit, and then finds out that they're they're pretty much dying anyway. He's like, all right, he's like, how many? Like how many people are like stationed here? Oh, there's like a hundred and fifty bots. And he's like, "What's down here?" Oh, you know, it's nothing important. Just the infirmary. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "How many of y'all are offline?" Oh, oh we're ninety-two percent. But the rest of us that are still alive are are, are working. You know, we're capable hard. of uh, you know making that ground up with just a couple of upgrades and some supplies and. Yeah, and like I said, that he walks out and he's like, "All right, shut it off." And yeah, and then later on, it's like, you know when he finds primes alive and, and he get he like just fully snaps on the, like the vengeance thing. You know, Cause he, he's, and he's like, I don't care how many people you have to, to fucking kill, like get the ship running. I mean, it's like, it goes from that him like really having trouble making these like decisions to fuck them. Let's, let's get the ship built. Kill it. I mean, kill I definitely feel like uh, we get the scorched earth theory, you know, yeah. <laughs> watch it all burn. Project Nemesis, which sounds like something out of a Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, because episode. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the, like I said, the the kind of I guess conscience he had in the first season. You see that like just the it's you know being the leader is is kind of taking its toll, and he's just starting to go deeper and deeper down that you know fucking dark path. <laughs> Well, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, talking about this series, you know, being dark and gritty, I mean, you, I mean, the same can kind of be said for Prime. I mean, yeah. you know, if you, yeah, if Prime you has think that, about it, you that, know, uh, I mean, too. they're, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get on a political soapbox yet, but. You know, it's a lot like our world today, right? One side thinks they're doing good. The other side thinks they're doing good. But all they're doing is, you know, causing pain and suffering for everybody involved. <laughs> like, and not really gaining any ground. Like, there's no moral yeah. compass, no real resolution. Just, well, fuck it. When we're all dead, we're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, Megatron was enslaving the planet and Prime pretty much destroy the planet it's <laughs> it's like you know and even like you know season one him and uh you know alita one it's like it's like it's like you're fucking vendetta with you know both of y'all are the problem at this point because you're this war is destroying us all you're going to like get us all killed like we need to come up with something different yeah, I don't know. You know, can we agree to disagree? You guys take this planet, we'll take another planet. <laughs> like, space is pretty big. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really done a good job of bringing the horrors of war to Transformers universe, you know? Well, I mean... It's I, telling a very adult story using yes. 
what was a, a cartoon based on toy to sell more toys. Like, <laughs> is that the way the world is progressing? Like, instead of like actual battles and history and stuff like that, we're going to be going to Transformers to be like, oh well, and and. In Earthrise season three, we we see you know Prime and you know um, well, what we need to do is just agree to disagree and everybody coexist. We need to coexist. <laughs> we must have consensus. <laughs> yes. Consensus, consensus. Uh. But what happens when you sever all of the heads except for the dictator? <laughs> Yeah, that's weird too. And uh, you know, when we finally go to catch up to, with what Prime's doing, you know, the they they survive the the run through the uh, Star Bridge, and they get picked up by a kind of a faction of mercenaries and a scavengers, pretty much. And they're gonna sell them out space to space pirates. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna sell them out to uh, they they. The last of the Quincyons. Uh, Quincyon, uh, Quin- yeah. I Qu- think that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Who's supposedly the one that actually, you know, freed all the bots and gave them the ability to transform and stuff and and whatnot. But yeah, it's like he's crazy as shit though. Is uh, named Decius. Well, dude, if you had you know that many different personalities and like. Hey, I've reached this conclusion. Yeah, but I disagree. Well, I agree, and I dis it. Like literally, everything is a debate. Like, will that not drive you batshit at some point? <laughs> yeah, because like he's kind of judging Prime, and Prime's like, yeah, you, know, you didn't free us. The All Spark gave us, you know, the the life to transform, and what we, you know, we freed ourselves. And he's like, hmm, higher level thinking. This is. This is uh, un- un- unanticipated or something. And it's like, uh, pardon us, we have to go find consensus on what to do next. And then he just kind of goes in the back and starts, and then like starts cutting his other faces off until only one uh, personality remains. And it's like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, like it, that's know. not looking good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I like the head robot of the uh, the space pirates is. His name Double Dealer, <laughs> well, and I mean, then he I betrays the, them. Hmm, surprise! Well, the guy's I, name's Double Dealer. I love the fact that you know they're like, "Whose side are you on?" And it's like, "His name is Double Dealer. He's on nobody's side. He's just gonna <laughs> play whatever angle is convenient at that given time." Like, here's one thing that doesn't make sense to me. Right? They're robots. They don't have to breathe. Why are their spaceships pressurized? It's, like literally, at one point, Prime and so Bumblebee, they have gravity, and they don't, you know, make like cog and get sucked <laughs> out of the the spaceship. Exactly. Like at one point, Prime and Bumblebee are standing on top of the ship out in space, just kind of like chilling, looking at the stars. You don't have to have oxygen. Then later on, a hole gets blown in the ship, and a dude gets sucked out. I'm like, y'all don't need air to breathe. Why is your ship even pressurized? <laughs> I mean, it's a cool plot point. Dude got sucked out into space, and then flew over to the enemy ship and fucked a bunch of shit up, but. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> like, that is so cliche, too. Like, how many times in, like, a space drama is it, oh, shit, the hull's been breached and, you know, shit's getting sucked out into the Great Abyss? Ah, <laughs> uh, the Great Abyss. <laughs> and I do, I love the, another thing weird about it, too, is, like, this being a prequel to 
kind of the original series, but everybody still looks like Gen 1 Transformers, like they would turn into a Volkswagen Beetle or a Semi when they're in robot form, but then they transport, except for Prime, transforms into something that's like kind of alien looking. So it's like, why do y'all look like F-15 fighters when y'all walking around with robots and when you transform, you turn into some kind of like spaceship? <laughs> It's like, y'all haven't been to Earth yet. How do you know what these shapes are? <laughs> but at the same time, like... Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I get from a standpoint that you have to create something that is familiar to the viewers, but you have the ability to have things that like space bridges and other things. Like, why would you... Why would you not look like something more alien? <laughs> like... Yeah, that's or, kinda like, or, or futuristic or high tech, kind of like you were saying, like you know, just if the only one that does that is kind of like, which was kind of like in the movie, like in the cartoons. It was. But all... then again, I know why. <laughs> Sell more toys. Sell more toys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once like uh, kind of like the second, the next gen when they you know, after the Transformers movie, you started getting that more futuristic stuff like Hot Rod and RC and and like Cup and. How was it? You know, like the sniper chick they have now. Like they transform into more like high tech looking stuff. But yeah, then everyone else is like still OG eighties transformers. I don't know. I do have a um a, a little bit of a quip with some of their tactics. You know, like if you're planning an ambush, you probably don't want to yell attack. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. <laughs> like, that's like Cobra. Cobra. Oh, fucking Cobra's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why would you lose a tactical advantage? <laughs> and, and some of those Decepticons are about like stormtroopers with their aim. I mean, there's like literally like four Autobots left on the planet. I mean, and somehow they still can't capture them. <laughs> but at the same time, like realistically, you only have four, you know, or so real Decepticons that are still battle worthy. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, most of them are all. And I, I like it's like all the non kind of hero bots are like one genetic design, like one generic design, like all the, like all the, uh, the, the Decepticons kind of look like this, the same robot, different color schemes. Do you, do you realize how <laughs> expensive it would be? You know, if you had to do a different Decepticon mold, like, and then how do you decide that? And be they're like, kind of like the red shirts of Star Trek. Like exactly. they're going to die. It doesn't matter what they are. I mean, <laughs> you talk about, you know, man, I really hate movies and TV shows where they just have, you know, Random no-name characters just to kill them off. Well, that's what your Decepticons are, by and large. I I did, like... There was, like... I don't even remember his name, but there was, like, the one, like, red Transformer that was with him. And when they get up on the creepy pe space station, he's the first one to die. I'm like, he literally is the red shirt. <laughs> so, did this series predate Star Trek? <laughs> That's what one must know. How far back in the timeline have we gone into... Well, since we see dinosaurs at one point, I guess this is from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so, Transformers did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Take that, all you Trekkies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some of the jokes this season, too, are just like, so bad. <laughs> it's bordering on dad jokes. Like, well, kinda... when they're fixing to go into, like, raid the thing, Alita 1, like, I mean, here's a Transformer called Red Alert. And he's like, she's like, all right, we're going in. Everybody stay alert. And he's like, I'm always alert. <laughs> I'm like, really, dude? 
I I think what they were trying to do there was make some meme worthy. Uh, <laughs> you know, because that's the thing is, you know, you're judged by your success on you know how many uh, memes you're able to generate successfully. <laughs> so I I think they were looking for um you know those meme worthy. Uh, and I I love some of the Prime's lines when they uh, that rhymes. <laughs> Once they escape from the Quintesson, they find a working, you know, Stargate. How many episodes did we just skip? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, it all, there's only six. They all kind of blend together. But yeah, once they, yeah, I so said we can jump back and forth. Uh, but yeah, once they escape. And people will be no less confused as yeah. when you're watching the actual show. <laughs> they're like, all right, the the thing on the computer tells us the AllSpark is probably on this planet. Uh there's a Stargate we can take to get there, but we only have enough fuel to get there. So if it's wrong, we're fucked. And they get there, and there's half a space station stuck in the sky bridge. And you know, fucking they're looking at it, and Bumblebee's like, we can't go anywhere. That big-ass thing's stuck in the star, you know, Stargate. And Prime's like, well, uh, uh, what the fuck, uh, Alta Fry, whatever the damn leader bot, original leader bot was that, uh, He's like, he used to always say the only thing that blocks our path is ourselves. He's like, cool, Prime, but literally, there's a giant space station blocking our path. Well, he also said, sometimes you just gotta blow shit up. <laughs> and I'm like, there you go. <laughs> That's the leader we all need and want. <laughs> but I was like, okay, alright, now that's some advice we can use. <laughs> But that was kind of horror movie s too, because they go onto this giant space station that's completely abandoned, and their plan is, alright, we can't blow it up because it'll destroy the gate, and we can't, like, just turn the gate off and cut it in half because there's a failsafe. We're going to go onto the other side and blow up the other side of the ship so it'll split apart and we can use the gate. And while they're in there but dicking again, around... I had a problem with that. It's the rear of the ship that's got the big-ass fins that are blocking the entry point. So, like, blowing up half the ship, great. This shit's still stuck on the inside. Like, are, 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 are you going reverse entry through the, you know, star bridge? You know, like, space bridge? Well, star bridge? I'm assuming those things can be, like, dialed up to go different places. So it's like, all right. If we blow up the bridge on that side, we don't need that. Go to that planet. We can then move the working side to the place we need to go. I don't know what their if the plan had went still, correctly, how it would have turned like, out. If I don't know, I guess I need to understand the schematics and you know everything else of a uh, space bridge because it's like either way, there's still a blockage. So <laughs> like. And obviously, like, if one side can stick out of, you know, one half of the ship out of one side of the star bridge, the other side is lodged in place, like, you've reached the same scenario. Like, <laughs> your only real option would be to do a reverse tow. Yeah, why did they just pull the damn thing out to begin with? <laughs> Guess they were low on fuel. Yeah. Uh, but, but, I mean, then again, like, you know, they got jetpacks and shit, like, you know... <laughs> But then the uh, they bring in an, a, a classic uh, kind of monster from the cartoons, Scorponox. And, like, dude, that thing when he's like, 
trespassers, trespass. He's like fucking been on that shit thing it's for like some. A, you know, imagine a Dalek, but a scorpion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's apparently been there by himself so long that he's gone batshit crazy. He's like, yeah, you're all trespassers. And, yeah, but and then again, like, all must die. <laughs> if if there was a group of robots and they led to you know your species uh, extinction, like. I don't care if you're supposed to be the good robot, the bad robot. Like, both of you are, you know, responsible parties, so kill all robots. <laughs> Even though I'm a robot. <laughs> but yeah, that thing is like big as shit. It's like fucking, just fucking people up. Oh, it's like, and I, I like they use the projection of, uh, of the freaking Guardians. He's like, pick on someone your own size. And it's like, haha, I'm just a hologram. <laughs> and he's like, you are deceivers, you must extra die <laughs> oh and then Megatron shows up and like seemingly saves Prime he's like no no if anybody's gonna kill Prime it's me <laughs> yeah those two kind of have you know both of them have too big of egos for themselves and it's weird because we never we never got to see in like the original series that they started off as friends and then, you know, shit. I want my gang. You want your gang. Now, now it's East side, West side, you know? Um, so yeah, they, they, uh, temporarily take out Scorpinox by blowing the fucking place up and are blowing him up and, and prime and Megatron get like trapped in their own little, little space. And yeah, Megatron's got like a spike through him and stuff. And like, they have that, they're, they're like, all right, we can't really fight right now because we're stuck in here. Let's, yeah. They start kind of having a talk, a talk, and he's like, "How is it that we end up in this situation?" He's like, "Well, the bomb went off, and we got like, no, no, like, how do you we you keep escaping death, and I keep getting fucked up? <laughs> like, how did we end up here?" <laughs> in the meantime, Starscream decides that he's going to be the ruler of the Decepticons, which is kind of always what Starscream is just waiting on. <laughs> What? Megatron's dead? We're not going to look for him. I'm the leader! Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You, you all answer to me now. Like, <laughs> oh. Fickle little bastard. <laughs> but the, uh... Oh. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, you know, Prime, like, you know, goes to save Megatron, and he's like, dude. He's like, you should just let me die. This is, like, the thing that makes sense. Like, me dying is good for you. <laughs> But he's like, no, I'm I'm not going to, to... My moral compass will not allow me to watch you perish. Uh, and he's like, prime But then dumb. again, I will do these things to make all these other robots perish. <laughs> yeah, because even then they're like... If, if, if we... our great conflict ends now, there will be no more toys to sell. <laughs> yeah. Because even, you know, uh, Ratchet or whatever, he's like, it's been too... Like, even if we get the AllSpark, there's not enough time to get back to Cybertron to save everybody. We're like, yeah, Cybertron's pretty well fucked. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like such kind of a, a dark storyline. But I do like the, you know, kind of pausing for a minute. Is this the, uh, the animation too? Like just, you see them like just, I mean, they're all like just scratched up and dented and just looked rough. Oh yeah, they, they <laughs> definitely look like they've been through battle. And, yeah. you know, I think that battle-worn aesthetic, like, you know, I mean, most of the time you see the, the Transformers and it's like, oh, everybody's all clean and polished and brand new, right off the showroom. But, uh, you know, this one, like, 
You, you know, they, they've definitely um, had some toys. Tolls of War. Ooh. <laughs> and I did like the running joke of, you know, when the pirates first take over the ship, they're like, hey, where'd the ugly one go? And then, <laughs> talking about Bumblebee, and then when uh, they go to the Quintessan, it's like, it's like, you know, bring us the ugly one. He's like, come on, guys, why am I the ugly one? <laughs> it's like everyone talking shit on Bumblebee. <laughs> Yeah, like, and, when did I get deemed the ugly one? <laughs> and I mean, he did have a pretty good story arc. So, you know, yeah. this time, you know, we, I guess he's uh, made up his mind that, you know, he wants to uh, follow Prime and, uh, you know, actually, you know, join the group. Um, yeah, because, you know, the first one, he kind of just got dragged into it all and and didn't have much choice in it and then kind of went with Prime just because he didn't have anywhere else to go. But then he's like, you know, he's like, hey, we need we need you. And he's like, what do you mean we? He's like, does that mean you're you're finally signing on? And he's like, looks at it. And he's got the finally got the Autobot logo in his chest. He's like, I guess you know, in for a penny, in for a pound. You know, <laughs> welcome to the Kent team, kid. <laughs> now we're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Yeah, I didn't know what that contract had in store that you were signing. <laughs> yeah, those those ter- terms of service agreements you always skip by. You know, sometimes they'll, <laughs> they'll fuck you in the end. <laughs> Not, uh, and not in a good way? Yeah. Okay, the bad way. Uh, but yeah, if you, you know, kind of jump back to what's going on on, on Cybertron, uh, Alita 1, you know, kind of left behind as the the leader and trying to do her best. I mean, before Megatron goes off on his, you know, to hunt down Prime, it's like they, you know, they're liberating prison camps and she finds the one full of Decepticons and she's like, Free them, and then the you know, Jetfire's like, "That's just more Decepticons out there that are going to kill us. We're already outnumbered a hundred to one." But it, it's it's cool because he's kind of because he was a Decepticon to begin with and changed sides. But yeah, he's kind of become the the second in command nearly, and he's like, you know, he's like, "I don't want to question your orders in front of the troops, but let me pull you aside and say, here's <laughs> well, my let concerns.' Let me talk over this grate that has a direct line to." <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I didn't want to confront you in front of. But at the end, you know, when she's like, "No, this is how we're doing it," he's like, "All right, I've I've said my piece. That's you know, kind of my job to, to you know, you know, voice my concerns. But now we'll, I'll do things your way." And you see them go, go to liberate another camp, which turns out to be a trap. But you don't see Jetfire at first, and you're like, "Oh, did they just decide to like go do this without him?" And then he shows up and saves their ass at the end. And it's like. It's like he's like I'm really glad one of us can fly. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that was a good plan to like have me like hang out until the the flyer showed up and fuck them up by surprise. I was like, yeah, he was in from the beginning. And I do that's like that's one thing that I I wish it would have had a little bit more of was you know Jetfire and the Seekers because we only got that little snippet and like so much revolves around space and robots. Like I want to see him doing you know space and robot things. <laughs> Uh, but they, so far they did a lot of walking and, you know, like... A little Lord of the Rings action going on? Yeah, you know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like realistically, like, you don't ever really see them transform, you know, much at, at all, you know? Like... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of transforming in no. Transformers. <laughs> like, I guess, well, I'm a fucking semi and I mean, you see uh, Red I'm Alert. on a battle-ridden planet and I can't fit through anything, so... Best to just walk. I mean, when they go to raid that one prison, like, you know, uh, uh, Red Alert, like, transforms, runs up, drops some bombs, and, and freaking drives back real quick. But, yeah, most of the time it's like, no, we're, we're just going to fight as robots. 
But uh, I, I do like that too when they were going to raid. The, I can't remember her name. The robot who was like the team sniper, and she's like, "There's not a lot of guards. This looks like it might be a trap." And she's like, "Well, do you think we should still go?" And she's like, "It's your job to make the hard decisions. It's my job to shoot when you say shoot." <laughs> and she's like, "All right, shoot. Let's do this." And it does turn out to be a trap, and they'd find out, you know, how bad Megatron has turned and is sacrificing people, and the yeah, see the dark reality of what's going on. But then some of the Decepticons that they uh, rescued actually rescues them, and they're like, yeah, I'm no, I'm no traitor, but I can't stand for the the shit that Megatron's doing. He's gone. I'm not ready to sign up to be an Autobot, but I'm also not fully supportive of this <laughs> this endeavor they're doing. So. Uh, <laughs> Go be well. <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, like, they had the arena. Or somebody had the arena at one point where, you know, I mean, I guess that's how Megatron was able to reach the top, but, I mean. And that's where he was sacrificing all the all the bots. And then you get that whole, uh, before we jump back to Prime's crew, uh, after Megatron leaves with the ship and leaves, uh, um, shockwave behind he puts a big announcement like hey all surviving decepticons come to the to the uh the uh the, <laughs> the arena the to arena. receive your salvation <laughs> yeah it's like everyone come to the arena we're we're we've totally got plenty of energon and arms to keep you safe <laughs> everything is perfect yeah and you know when they they're like oh this is a trap we got to go rescue these people and they get there and like everyone's gone like the ship's gone. What are you still sacrificing people for? And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm just sucking everybody's energy on myself. You know, he's like fucking full-on devil now. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like way stronger and faster than he was. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, he's like a complete sociopath. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you delete your uh, your feelings. You can do, you know, a lot more questionable shit. <laughs> I'm did, just going to feed off all you motherfuckers. Did he delete his feelings, though? Well, he did say, you know, when him and Megatron had that conversation, he's like, he's like, I wish I could be like you and not have any feelings. And he's like, well, deleting my my emotional circuits was the only logical choice. So, yeah, he, like, you know, made oh, himself... Oh, okay. Uh, so, I guess uh, at some point, um, he went through the process. Okay. Yeah. To him, that was like, oh, I'm, I'm much better not caring what the fuck I do. It's all just hard math of survival. Against the giant ass scorpion. Who <laughs> isn't dead? <laughs> Fight round two. Yeah. They start fighting. The pirate ship shows up again and starts blasting shit. And there's a huge explosion that apparently rips a hole in space time and they end up in some kind of like dead universe that. And you get that you see this. It's like a space shuttle that's also a dragon. Like it was like Sky Sphinx or something like that, or whatever his name was. But he was like back during uh, the original leader's time. He was banished to a to an alternate realm because he got too power hungry and he wanted the Matrix of Leadership. And he's like, "Don't make me do this." Like, yeah. Uh, you're, you've gotten too arrogant and too powerful and just pff, hits him with a ban hammer, literally, and <laughs> shoots him into another universe. So when the Autobots and the Decepticon ship, you know, fall into that, that galaxy, he like kind of greets them and he's like, oh, I've been here for possibly hundreds of years and I've, 
you know, it's like my tor- torture has been to survive and think about what I've done and I've kind of gained enlightenment for it. And now <laughs> you too must gain enlightenment. Yeah. It's like, if you want to escape, you've got to, you know, do away with your doubts and learn to connect with the matrix of leadership. And, and, you know, he, he kind of becomes like prime Yoda for a little bit. And I thought that was kind of cool where they like, you know, he starts seeing flashes of the future and sees himself dying in, uh, the Autobots movie or, you know, Transformers 1984. And he's like, you know, you must survive to pass on the matrix of leadership to the, the next prime. And, you know, it's the only way you're going to save your, your people. And yeah, he kind of prime starts to, to, you know, start to turn into that leader that we know from the original movies. But before that, he has that, like, like you said, crisis of conscience where he finally is like, starts trying to beat Megatron to death <laughs> or that might've come a little, I can't remember where it happened. In the I, yeah. I mean, but, it, uh, but at some point there was a ground and pound. Yeah. And he's like, fuck Megatron. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of your shit. This is the only way, this is the only way I'm going to have to kill you, which kind of violates all his rules of the hero. He starts getting to that darkness and then, you know, Megatron shocks the piss out of him and steals the matrix leadership. So we don't know where that's going to have go next season. But then on Megatron's side, instead of getting visions of this Skyfinks guy, he gets Galvatron from again the 1984 movie, and he kind of shows up in that that like three it when he appeared, it looked like when he appeared in the original movie that kind of digital 80s splash scene, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm from the future, and if you don't do the right thing here and now, I'm not going to exist in the future. You have to kill Prime and take the Matrix of of leadership." Not knowing that Galvatron is Megatron after he's been kind of rebuilt by by Unicron, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that it's kind of like having the devil on your shoulder, and it's just pushing him that farther into that darkness. Hey, let me whisper into your ear. Yeah, I'm old scratch. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. And as they're escaping, uh, Galvatron gets sucked back to Unicron, and he's like, "Motherfucker, you're trying to betray me already." I hadn't even created you yet, and you're already trying to like <laughs> double cross me uh, in the in the past, you, you motherfucker. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm wondering if Me- uh, Unicron's going to show up in the next season, or if it's like, no, that's what's going to happen in the future in 1984. We just get this one brief glimpse of of Unicron, just like, hey guys, remember this thing? I just want SWAT Raptors, <laughs> which we get, <laughs> kind of. Because once they escape, they're in orbit over some planet in a like a badass. I mean, at first you kind of think it's Earth, you know, because you see some of the explosion wreckage rain in and make impact, which that wreckage did not look like it would be big enough to survive an atmosphere. (laughs) But you know, like you see it that like the fire in the dinosaur's eyes, and it's like, damn, did they just cause the extinction of the dinosaurs? (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you see, you like... Having flashbacks to Land Before Time, like... <laughs> it's or like, yeah. the, uh, you know, Brachiosaurus in, um, you know, fucking Lost World, or not Lost World, whatever the latest Jurassic Park or the like, island blows Dominion up. Dominion or whatever. Yeah, you see the dinosaur at the end, like, oh, it wants to get off the island, but it's going to burn alive. We're all sad. Which is, which, that was another thing that was, like, creepy as shit, too, because, like I said, they, they blow out of the weird thing. 
And then all of a sudden the pirate ship shows up and starts blasting them both as they're trying to like reboot their systems. Cause they're just kind of stuck there and it cuts in and it's that crazy ass, uh, Quintesson, if you can even call him that cause he's the only one now, but he doesn't have any faces to argue. with. It's Unison, <laughs> but he doesn't have any faces to argue with anymore. So he's like literally working like double dealer, like a puppet. <laughs> it's like, I need to talk to somebody. Like, let me stick my, my cord in you and like make you talk. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick my robot fist up your ass and work you like a puppet. That was not Y7 appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like they talked about that at all. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of where, uh, I guess, Prime and Megatron had their fights since their ships didn't work and they couldn't blast each other. They're like, all right, I'm just going to fly over there and kick his ass myself. And like I said, Prime finally was like, you must die. <laughs> one shall fall and one shall rise. And then he gets tasered. and <laughs> All Jax's, shall fall and none will rise. Jax's Matrix. So we're going to have to see what happens with that next uh, <laughs> next series. But yeah, the, the ship blows up. They all crash on this planet that from the atmosphere kind of looks like Earth. But... It might be Earth, but it's not 1980s Earth. Yeah. It's like, there's fucking dinosaurs. Jurassic period Earth. Yeah, so you see like what looks like a raptor watching all the wreckage land, and then all of a sudden one of the raptor's eyes turns robotic, and like starts scanning the wreckage like, the fuck, that's a trip. I'm like, are they bringing in the, the, what was it, the primals and the... I forgot what the, I forgot what the Beast Wars Transformers were called, because it wasn't Autobots and Decepticons, it was like primal bots and and you know something else yeah i i don't know you know i mean future direction i mean what you said they were only doing a trilogy right yeah so i mean if you do beast wars or you know whatever the fuck that was called then that's what it was called maximals and predacons were the names of the (laughs) the warring well this definitely looked like it was a predacon um (laughs) i would imagine a maxicon being uh much bigger yeah if I remember from the cartoon, like the carnivores were probably Predacons. The... Yeah, the Predacons were all like like lizards, like T Rexes and shit, and and dinosaurs. And then the Maximals were like mammal based robots. <laughs> like instead of Optimus Prime, it was Optimus Primal. He was a big monkey. And then there was like a rat bot. I remember. That's about all I all I. But remember. then again, like I would want like six episodes of just that, and <laughs> obviously that can't happen. So I mean, whatever they do, like. Well, according to the 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 synopsis for the future, chapter three is called Kingdom. Uh, worlds collide when Maximals and Predacons join the fight, coming together with the Autobots and Decepticons in an epic battle that will alter their destiny forever. <laughs> and sell more toys. Yes. At the end of the day, that's our goal. Sell more toys, because we are Hasbro. Well, if you remember... I don't. That was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I wasn't even conceived yet. In the in the 80s cartoon, Decepticons, Prime and them are all fighting, and their ships crash on Earth, and they're kind of buried for an un... offline for, a, for an undisclosed amount of time until, like, a repair robot finally turns on and starts repairing everybody and turning them into various vehicles and stuff to, to blend in in the time. But... The Beast Wars cartoon, when they're on 
what appears to be ancient, like, you know, Jurassic Earth. At one point, they dig into this volcano and they find the crashed Autobot ship and Prime and all of them are offline and kind of in stasis. Because I think, like, this is like the, if I remember correctly, like the Beast Wars, there was like some kind of time travel shit involved or whatever. So they knew who Optimus Prime was and they're like, oh shit, we're actually on. Like, I think they crash there somehow. And they're like, oh shit, we're actually on ancient Earth, and here's the Ark. It hasn't risen yet, so we need to protect the Ark so the future will happen. You know, so because you know they'll wake up in 1984, or 1981, whatever the first cartoon. Hit. So I'm like, yeah, this is almost kind of connects to that uh, Beast Wars timeline that turned out to actually be in the past, or traveled from the future to the past yeah it was it was weird and fucked up but <laughs> sounds like this is going to be weird and fucked up yeah so yeah the next one's going to be extra fucked up <laughs> and does this like just reboot a whole new yeah a new version of the transformers and where's hot rod i mean hot rod has to show up and put you know <laughs> but again we didn't get to see him until the movie but rc's there rc was in the movie but what no hot rod running around they haven't invented Hot Rod yet. They, nah. They're just now at RC cars. That too, the thing I noticed, speaking of references to uh, the movie, when they go to Quintesson's planet, when they're escaping, you see his tower, and it's that weird corkscrewed spaceship that the Autobots steal in Transformers the movie when they escape the Quintesson's planet. It's like the same fucking corkscrew-looking ship. Yeah, but they just walked right off that bitch. Yeah. They didn't like, steal a ship. Well, they gotta wait till 1984. They do it in the movie. But I was like, oh shit, that's that ship from from the movie that they steal and, and fly to the junk planet. So they're gonna leave the prehistoric planet to go back to the Quintesson, you know, area. Like, they gotta have a ship to get there. Nah, nah, this happens in the 80s. Like, <laughs> right now we're in, like, you know, Jurassic times. But, you know, that's, that's that ship they fly into Unicron's eye in the uh, 1984 movie. <laughs> so, like, oh, shit, that is, like, from the, you know, that the future time. So, remember, like, kids, don't play with your ships. You'll po- poke your eye out. <laughs> we didn't get to see any Sharktacons either, though. I mean, yeah. Maybe Freaking... they're coming. <laughs> that's, like, the Quintessons, like, main dudes of the Sharktacons. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to see Junkions next season. I, 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 like, I like the fucking junk guys. They were, like, voiced by Weird Al. <laughs> yeah, those would be definitely cool to see. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, is there anything we haven't talked about that, you know, stands out to you you want to you wanna throw out there? I mean, not really. I think we pretty much covered, uh, you know, minute for minute, um, what happened these six episodes. <laughs> like... I don't know. I mean, you know, the, it's just one of those great nostalgia, yeah, you know, kind of throwbacks. And, you know, I know a lot of people feel like that's cliche and, you know, oh, well, you know, you had to grow up in the... But, you know what? I guarantee you, you sit down, you know, any kid in front of these, be like, I like the robots. I don't know who any of them are, but robots are cool. Like, fuck yeah, that kid. You, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that kind of relates to the 80s, but this being almost a prequel, it's... You don't need that knowledge. I mean, they do a good enough job of explaining who's who and what's what to 
to be a good and story. And they usually updated video. too good for animation animation. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I said, it's definitely written for people who watch the original series because it's more adult now. It's not like... <laughs> like I said, that's my problem with like the... Well, I think, you know, like, if you... Joe, I need you to be a seven-year-old. You're watching a show about robots. Do you really have the critical thinking skill or anything else to be like, man, this is dark and gritty, and man, these are, topics are really adult. I don't know. People are dying right and left. This might be a little traumatizing. I, you, do you remember how like traumatizing it was when Prime died in the movie? <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, they killed Prime! <laughs> Spoilers! The future uh, hasn't happened yet! Yeah, like I said, when they... Like, like I said, it was like, I'm like, as a, a child, it was like, you know, of, I think, six when that movie came out. I'm like, yay, they're making a Transformers movie. And then 20 minutes in, they kill Prime. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> is that your six-year-old self? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a mouthy little bastard. <laughs> and it was at that moment I got my mouth washed out with soap. And it was forever ingrained in my movie. As I trace my history back, that is the day my innocence died. <laughs> It's like and I, I learned how two dark things. the world was. <laughs> I learned that Prime died and soap tastes bad. We didn't have any of those flavored soaps in the eighties. You gotta get that Irish Spring, man. It's got a nice minty flavor to it. <laughs> like, like you know, you've had your mouth washed out, and it's like, well, hey, I need soap. Can we buy this? No, because you like the way it tastes. <laughs> Uh, we're only going to get the nasty soap. Yeah. You're, you're getting your like, mouth washed out with Literally, Kyle. I think my parents would shop, you know, like, like if ever I got my mouth washed out with soap or, you know, never, like, did I get the raw soap bar in the <laughs> mouth that was always just a well-lathered wash rag. Um, that could be the reason why I hate the smell of Dial soap to this day. If anything smells like Dial, I'm like, nope, not doing it. <laughs> it's because it's got the word dye in it. <laughs> Speaking of way, I saw something fucked up today. People took, like, stuffed animals, and while their dog is, like, eating, had the stuffed animal come up, pretend to eat out of the bowl, and then die. And, like, all the dogs were like, oh, shit, and would, like, spit out whatever they were eating. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> why do we find it I was funny like, what to... the fuck? <laughs> why would we traumatize dogs? I... But just the look on there, like, oh, then, like, just, just immediately drop whatever they're chewing on, and it's like... I was like, holy crap, that's weird. You know what? It's probably a survival instinct. Yeah, they're like, oh, something else died. It's like, you know, this Somebody, thing is no good. Something approached this, uh, you know, bowl and instantly died. Okay, I'm, I'm not consuming any more of this shit. So, you know what? Dogs are still smarter than people because they eat Tide Pods. Yeah. Dogs don't eat Tide Pods. If you tried that trick with a cat, the cat would have been like, fuck them, more for me. <laughs> probably go over there and bite the ears off. <laughs> like, I'm going to eat that guy next. <laughs> Probably spit out the food just to go and eat that guy. <laughs> Cats are assholes. <laughs> uh, damn crotch goblins. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what do you think of what we got of this little Lenox so far? You know, far? I'm digging the Lenox. Uh, you know, packs a good spice, packs a good flavor. Um, I want it to be summertime. I, I want to smoke this around the barbecue because everything <laughs> about this cigar, now that you mentioned it, Reminds me of barbecue. <laughs> it reminds me of being, you know, oh, yeah, sun on the face. Yes, absolutely. Like that's my plan for the summer. I'm finally buying a grill and smoke some shit. You need a relight over there. 
or do you got? Oh yeah, you actually you brought one this time. <laughs> I got one. Or or at this point, like I said, yeah, the you know. In the summer, it gets too hot because the air conditioner makes too noise. In the winter, it gets too damn cold because the heater makes too much noise. And it's like, we're just going to sit around our lighters and try to stay warm. <laughs> oh. So any predictions for next season? You think we're going to get some more Unicron or, or like I said, it's you know, Beast Wars 2.0? Is Cybertron and everyone left behind going to die a horrible, depowered death? I don't know. I, I, I think there will be more death um, because our two arrogant leaders still can't put aside either one of their egos. Um, Speaking of which, we didn't mean, mention when Alita 1 is fighting souped up uh, Shockwave, the whole place blows up and we never get to see if she died in that battle or, or yeah, that's like I said, this, this whole series has kind of ended abruptly. Everyone crashed on Earth and then or what we assume is Earth. Yeah, you know, and then it might know, just be a hologram. <laughs> the uh, the gladiator pits explode with you know shockwave and uh, Alita one inside, and it's like, did everybody die? Are we getting a season three, or is this just? I was like, yeah, it just ends so abruptly. That, like I said, I was waiting for another episode to start. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what season three will entail. I mean, this this is the series jumps around so much that. You know, there's a lot that they could do. What else do they make toys of? They'll be featured. <laughs> I mean, Hasbro's bringing everything back. I'm just waiting for the uh, the He-Man series to finally start. <laughs> All is new again. Remember those things you loved as a child? Now we're going to sell them to you again. Because now you're adults with the money. And you're going to want to buy this shit out of nostalgia. No, actually, you'll buy the shit for your kids. And your kids will be like... I don't understand. Why does this guy not have a shirt? <laughs> Why does this guy got an eight pack? <laughs> he man can never wipe his own ass. His arms are too big. Uh, actually, you couldn't do that because in today's political plot, gender neutral person. <laughs> like, you can't do he man. How do you know what he identifies as? How dare you assume his pronouns? I don't know. With that haircut, it, it's, you know, Prince Adam. It was questionable. <laughs> Oh, I just always think of that that friggin' uh, that uh, He-Man animation to the Four Non Blondes uh, "Hey Hey Hey" song. <laughs> that is some of the weirdest shit. Maybe we should do uh, PC cartoons that we grew up with. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> going back and looking at some of the shit from yeah, probably wouldn't fly. Definitely wouldn't fly today. Like, why were all the Thundercats naked? <laughs> I mean, they're cats. <laughs> like, they didn't get loincloths until they got to, like, whatever that other planet was. They all started off just, we're butt naked. <laughs> you gonna see our cat junk. <laughs> red Rocket! Red Rocket! <laughs> <laughs> Episode 2. Lion-O discovers the Red Rocket. <laughs> oh, lion -O. It's so big. That's one thing they never explained. It. Like, Lino literally, like, went from being a child to, like, a full-grown man. They never had those moments like, what is this erection thing? <laughs> you, you know, went I from think what you're thinking of there is hentai. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone's definitely made, uh... Oh, what the fuck is a sambal flange? <laughs> that's, that's another thing you gotta look up on YouTube, is find the, trans the uh, Thundercats outtakes video where someone actually... 
animated a bunch of like voice acting outtakes and it's fucking hysterical some of the shit they say. <laughs> wow, we divulged from this topic real quick. <laughs> I mean it's still eighties cartoonish. <laughs> Is it? It's, it's tangentially uh uh related. That's what I gotta name that. that's my Scorpinox now. <laughs> Well, I've nothing else. Just don't lose your Scorpinox in a boating accident. <laughs> deceivers! Deceivers all must die! Oh. But yeah, the... I'm, I'm digging the series more and more because, like I said, it's kind of giving... I feel like we've gotten a lot of story on Prime where this one really kind of delves into the psychology and backstory of Megatron. I mean, it's definitely fleshing that character Well, not only that, but then even some gotten. of the, you know, the some of the main supporting cast, um, you know, we're getting a bit more of a glimpse into, you know, what's going on in their lives and, you know, how they're attributing, whether it be Decepticon. I, I would say definitely more on the Autobot side. I mean, you know, everybody wants to see the heroes win. It's like, yeah. If you got blue eyes, you're cool. It's like Jetfire. He's the only Decepticon with blue eyes. That guy's definitely becoming an Autobot at some point. He's he's got the wrong, you know, wrong color All right, eyes. Calm down there, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Robots got to have blonde hair and blue eyes. You sound like you know fucking robot Hitler Robo over there. Hitler. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so this Lenox, yeah, it's it's been a damn good cigar. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't wonder how long we're gonna have to wait for. What was it? Two years or a year for the since the last one? I don't know. It's been a while. It's. I don't know. Didn't we get it in 2020? And you know, Might like have been toward early. the beginning of 2020. Yeah, like now that I see it, yeah, I think Siege did come out in 2020. It just came out like early 2020 i think it was like a might have been a, a released about this time last year so so yeah about a year from now we uh we we should know what the uh the robots are back up to and then we can let folks know because we'll know <laughs> maybe or we'll, you know the way this series is going it's just gonna end and leave everybody confused as hell yeah we're just not gonna yeah like they're gonna uh, have to do a another series to you know tell the story of the closing of this oh, series actually, we may not have to wait that long now that I look at it uh siege came out in July of last year, and then this one came out uh late December, so yeah, we only have to wait three four months for the maybe final, uh... dude there's Rona <laughs> yeah <laughs> no release dates are safe the, the, yeah delayed production on everything. Well, with that, we're going to head on to the next uh, Stargate and talk about something else. You mean Star or Space Bridge? Yeah, Space Bridge, Stargate. It all looks the same. It looks like a big-ass Stargate. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Is it called SG-1? Hell, that's on Netflix now. I haven't watched that in forever. I'm going to watch, go back and watch some SG-1. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if it holds up. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I've uh, watched any of that shit, but it was, it was good back in the day. This has been a very nostalgic episode. <laughs> Brought to you by Nostalgia. <laughs> In Hasbro! <laughs>
everyone. This is George Tripsis, co-host from the Metal Geeks podcast, along with Carrie, the Metal Geek, and Brutal Dave. Our show is where we bring the Metal Geek culture and heavy metal culture and mash it into the geek culture. Come listen to our show where we talk about movies, comic books, Disney stuff, and mostly about movies where I'm always right and Carrie's never right. Check us out at MetalGeeks.net. You can catch us on all your earhole listening podcast devices. I'm Carrie, the Metal Geek, and I approve this message. Time to learn some shit. Or listen to us talk about shit, about learning some shit, and not actually learning shit. Which is what we do every week. Yeah! So, oh, do you like Fast and Furious? I heard they're going to space next. Yeah, I heard that. Well, we're also going to go racing in space. SpaceX plans to race remote control cars on the moon in 2021. And has actually got the legendary Ferrari designer to help. <laughs> I mean, I feel like RC cars in outer space, like... I mean, the... I don't know. I mean, I guess it'd be cool to see, you know, some of the textures and landscape of the moon, but at the same time, it's space. Like, <laughs> I want to see spaceships and whatnot. And also the the delay in transmission. It's going to take a while for, like, them to kind of... It's not like an instantaneous response. Or like, you know, racing RC cars in the backyard uh, back in the day. What, they're going to have, like, little thrusters or something to try to combat gravity? Like, you know, hmm, like... Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like, but yeah, or um, maybe they're just going to build a pressurized race course on the moon <laughs> and not, you know, race stuff on the surface of the moon. Yeah, but no, it's they're racing stuff on the surface of the moon. This is kind of going to be like a joint uh, project, and it's... Basically, kids are, well, I guess engineering kids are designing these uh, race cars for the moon. Uh, SpaceX wants to race remote control cars on the surface of the moon. Uh, Elon Musk plans to launch the vehicles in October of this year aboard a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. And he's enlisted uh, designer Frank Stevenson, known as from his work at BMW, Ferrari, Maserati, McLaren, and others to help design the cars. Uh, basically, uh, they've, they've got several teams like, uh, of high school kids that are kind of designing these vehicles and they're the top two vehicles designs are actually going to be built and raced by the high school students with help from, of course, SpaceX engineers. Um, and you know, will kind of be carried in their new, what they call them the Nova Sea lunar lander by intuitive machines. That's kind of cool, and basically they're they're kind of both starting off as a uh, a uh, existing kind of an existing platform that they're going to then you know kind of uh, as the basis of their their craft. So they're not not really starting from from scratch, but yeah, we're actually going to get a the top two qualifying teams will will get the once in a lifetime opportunity to build and race two vehicles on the moon. So yeah, this is kind of just you know helping, I guess, get school people uh, fascinated with the kind of the career of an engineer, and yeah, or yeah, future Elon Musk uh, minion, because we still haven't decided if he's Iron Man or uh, the next uh, Doctor Evil. <laughs> Doctor 
Iron Evil. Dr. Evil Iron. <laughs> but yeah, that one, like I said, the it's not like going to be racing high-speed cars in your backyard. These things are are kind of slow, and also we don't have instantaneous, uh, you know, line of communication. Uh, so it's like, you know, we're going to, all right, there's a turn coming up. Let me hit the controller, and let's wait 20 minutes till the signal gets there and hope it turns in time. <laughs> Aliens interrupted the signal. The car's out of control. <laughs> or do we get, like, you know, they... They fucking accidentally uh, uh, find an alien. Alien's like, whoa, what the hell's damn NASCAR in space? <laughs> I'm Space Elliot. All right, so if uh, if uh, freaking uh, what's it call it? Uh, if space racing is now a thing, when do we get space battle bots? When battle aliens come to space. Earth. Speaking of aliens coming to Earth, supposedly they're already here. Uh, retired Israeli head of space security claims Earth is collaborating with a galactic federation of aliens. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that you know, kind of goes along with how fucked up uh, things have been. Uh, Haim Eshed, uh, and he's not, like I said... Most times, you know, people come out and say, oh, yeah, we're, you know, communicating with aliens and aliens are real. But this guy literally spent 30 years as head of the Israeli space uh, security and then, you know, currently is like a professor at a prestigious university. So he's, he's he not saying he ain't crazy, but, you know, this is but someone I mean, who again. has a pretty good pedigree that like, this guy might actually be telling real shit. <laughs> Dude, Donald Trump said he was releasing the info on the aliens, but then again, too, like, what? what's, like, somebody retires from Area 51, it's like, boys, I've been to the bottom of Area 51, I've seen things, I know <laughs> things. Like, yeah, so respected professor and retired general, who's, uh, you know, been kind of in the know, in that, but yeah, he says that there's literally a, uh, federation of of a galactic federation that you know is, is the u.s government and other world has been has signed a cooperation agreement with and has been allowing um, aliens and americans to you know work together and stuff and so well i guess that's why we now have a space force not so crazy now is it <laughs> yeah that kind of actually makes <laughs> And you know, it, and he says it's it's been on the verge of being re- revealed several times, but the, I guess, alien ambassadors have been like, "No, you shouldn't do that. Your people aren't ready, and it's going to cause mass hysteria." So you know, they've they've always kind of talked us out of. Wait a second, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of an impeachment. We're in the middle of seven days of twenty twenty. You know, all over again. <laughs> What? We're, there's not already historic. Like this would be the time to release it because people are focused on so much other shit that you know they would now. like not not pay attention. Uh, and I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I'll put on my tenfold hat and say I told you so. Yeah, because it's like so it's, and the other thing too in this kind of article where he went to say all these aliens are real. Apparently, there is a space base on Mars where aliens and human astronauts are working together. It's like kind of the place they we go meet and such. You know, what if oh, all these God. people that, you know, 
you know, why did we have to choose Mars? <laughs> like, like you got a you know fear of the robot overlords. I have a fear of we're gonna open a portal to hell on Mars, and it's gonna be fucking <laughs> you know doom. So that was one of the arguments too. People were like, well, this can't be real because. You know, we barely get uh, rovers and shit up there. How are we regularly transporting astronauts to hang the out? Aliens, aliens help us. Yeah, like, dude, like, if the aliens can fly, they can beam our, you know, it's like, it's alien Uber. Hey, we need a ride to Mars for a meeting. You know, people get abducted. Or what if, like, people are like, hey, these people have gone missing. No, they're freaking Mars astronauts, and <laughs> it's you're real easy to make people disappear. Speaking of... Well, I guess that explains, like, you know, like... I guess it's like signing up for the military, you know? Sometimes you just gotta get your butthole looked at to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That, if, that uh, would explain the exception with the anal probe. <laughs> so if anyone... Like I said, this is probably... And, you know, and we've had all the, like, the Pentagon releasing these unidentified aircraft videos lately. I mean, could we... Be, and supposedly one of the things that got snuck in that last stimulus package is the government has like 180 days to release all their alien files. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll check in with you three months, see if they, that actually comes true. Yeah. But the, but, those things are only convenient, you know, for convenience. The, the moment it's deemed, Oh no, you know, no, that's not is... a thing, you know, high capacity magazines take priority. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you're, you're, kind of a fan of uh, serial killer stories. Uh, what are you trying to say there, Joe? <laughs> Do you remember the Zodiac Killer? Oh, yeah, dude. Who he had a cipher, this... and you couldn't decrypt it. And has never been solved. It's been like 51 years, and we still have no idea who the Zodiac is. But he sent letters to California newspapers taunting them and, and, and claiming he was harvesting bodies to uh, serve him in some weird afterlife and sent them this kind and of... And that's how we get to Mars kind of coded message that has never been been able to be broken. Well, it finally, 50 years later, has been broken by code-breaking expert David Ornchok, uh and uh, a so couple others. So for him to have such a great cipher, does it make you think he would have to have experience with writing code or something himself? I don't know, and it's they never really kind of go into that, and they've They've kind of discovered some of the words in his message were misspelled, so that's probably why some of these people couldn't figure out the codes. But yeah, this guy, uh, <laughs> I got no rag ragettes. <laughs> I got ragettes. But the, uh, you know, the the main uh, guy who's who's a uh, web designer that lives here in Virginia, and there was also some uh, some other uh, code breakers, I think, in Australia. And it's basically like this is kind of their hobby, working on this unsolved code. He's apparently been been trying to decode this since two thousand six. Uh, so yeah, they finally were able to, uh, to, uh, decipher this code. I'm trying to, uh, to find the actual, yeah, here's what it actually says. I hope you are having lots of fun and trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. <laughs> so, yeah. 
And uh, the, the apparently the reference about the TV show is there was like I guess a TV show where they had somebody that they assumed you know could possibly be or actually someone called in claiming to be the Zodiac killer to a news program and he's like no nah, that's just some bullshit it's it's not me. <laughs> or would it just be somebody like oh no it's not me to try to keep the legacy alive. <laughs> You know, because there's a lot of copycats. Just a a, a double uh, a double weird ass uh, uh, thing, but yeah, it's like it's kind of. Yeah, you know, I went to a crime museum over the summer, and they had a whole like section on serial killers. Hell, they even had some of John Wayne Gacy's uh, clown suits in there, which is weird. And they had like Ed Gein's tooth and a bunch of other shit. So yeah, the like unsolved mysteries of of serial killers is kind of you know fascinating from the the investigation element of it and investigation mysteries speaking of aliens and weird shit uh did you hear about that monolith that got discovered in like freaking i don't know the deserts of utah or yeah i heard about the one in utah and then there was another one that appeared like in london or something right they've had them like popping up there's a whole like wikipedia article there's been like I don't know, 30 or 40 of these things. It's going to be like, you know, we're going to find out. I forget. Was it Adult Swim that did like a. Um, oh, where they were putting the uh, the guy from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force in random places and people thought it was like a bomb or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, like a digital uh, or a viral marketing program. Well, since that first one got discovered, these like kind of metal monolith towers thing have been just kind of literally popping up overnight. And, and that's how you get to Mars. <laughs> This could be part of the alien transportation brand. But yeah, these things have been popping up all over. But now, we finally have one here in Georgia. One appeared in Noonan. <laughs> of all places, let's go to Noonan. Because... Yeah, kind of out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, this is a lot like the Bigfoot sightings and everything else. Modern technology and tech and everything else. And, like, somebody would have saw something. Yeah, this is gonna be end up being like, like fucking Banksy, some like weird art project that's that's kind of taken off a of life, and so now it's like one guy did a couple, and then it's like Reddit picked it up, and it started, you know, happening all over the globe, you know, imitation wise and stuff. But so it's it's yeah, you know, there's got to be a non paranormal explanation for this, but it's kind of funny that we finally got one here in Georgia. Hey, that's what you do tomorrow. You should just go somewhere and build us a fucking monolith out of, you know, just for shit's good. I heard like over Christmas, one appeared somewhere that was made out of gingerbread. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wouldn't that just be a, like gingerbread house? (laughs) No, it's my alien gingerbread monolith. What is, what is required for it to be a monolith? They basically look like, like every time I get an erection, can I say, my penis is a monolith? Hell yes, that's what I do. <laughs> it basically looks like the Washington Monument made out of metal and about eight foot tall. <laughs> a simple metal erection popping up all over the world. Dude. And sometimes disappearing just as mysteriously. Dun, dun, dun. So or, something that could very easily be transported in any vehicle. Yeah, pretty much. People are just jacking those things. Yeah. Look on eBay, you'll probably find one. Someone's like, yeah, like, hey, uh, I stole a monolith. It's in my backyard now. Let's go to the dark web. I'm sure there's plans on, <laughs> you know, constructing a monolith. Space 1999. Well, that's all I got for you this week. I'm going to put a monolith something. in my kitchen to see how long it takes people to discover it. <laughs> like, 
put it put it underneath like something the kids haven't cleaned up, and it's like it'll be there forever. <laughs> a monotus appears every time there's a mess. <laughs> you don't have to worry about a mess because our floors are now filled with monoliths, and it hurts to walk on. It's like a Lego. Speaking of Legos, I saw a thing today where somebody they built... have a Lego monolith. No, well, probably. Okay. Somebody built a functioning AR lower out of Legos. Ah, cool. So, yeah, there's that if we need it. All right. So... <laughs> that's, that's a thing that can happen. <laughs> Let's uh... outlaw Legos. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. And now it's time for all things nerdy in the nerd news. And welcome to, uh, you know what, New Year. Uh, we're not even getting into the news. People are sick of news. You tired of news? Yeah, because I mean it's 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 fucking crazy. Like I said, twenty twenty has been our twenty twenty one has just been <laughs> our our seven day two. free trial has not been that great. Yeah, and I I tried to get the extension, you know, for the ten day free trial to see if I liked it better, and eh, not so much. It's all fuckery. <laughs> Speaking now, of fuckery, you know, I'm getting close to midnight, and it's probably you know about to charge my card. <laughs> Speaking of fuckery. There is a new show on Netflix called The History of Swear Words, hosted by Nicolas Cage. Not had a chance to watch it yet. I saw a preview. But should we just do an episode on, like, the history of cuss words? Kind of. I feel like every time we do a podcast, we... Yeah. I get... Like, is it cuss words, like, as we know them today? Or, like, yes. you know, have you seen, like, the Shakespearean dictionary of <laughs> swear words? And it's like... You concubine cluster bunker. Like, what? Well, just, like... What's a concubine cluster bunker? There's only six episodes, and the first episode is called Fuck, and goes in the whole history in, you know, the entomology of fuck. There's fuck, shit, piss... Uh, I can't See, remember the they should have took the George Carlin Damn, I think was one did, of them. You know, the seven dirty words you can't say on TV in the history. <laughs> That's like, pretty much what it is. It's six episodes, each one's a different cuss word. But yeah, it starts with fuck. <laughs> well, fuck! Yeah, so that may, that may be a future episode, just to, you know, so we can get that extra, extra uh, parental advisory sticker on it. <laughs> is yeah. this one explicit? Oh yeah, this one's explicit. It's explicit times ever how many episodes there are. I don't know, like, I, I, you know, talk to people from other countries, and it's like, words like bugger. You know, they can have, like, you know, 17 different, you know, meanings, depending on the phrase, but it's a word that you wouldn't say in front of the queen, like. <laughs> That's like cunt. Here it's super offensive, but if you're English or Australian, it's like, it can be a sign of endearment. Like, but oh, at the same cunt. time, at the same time, like, a cunt hair is an actual measurement. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't look to see if that was one of the episodes or not. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> so, I don't know, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, words are just words. Like, they have nothing, you know. I mean, after watching The Boys, it's like, I've I've started using cunt more often just because of Butcher. I think I called my cat a cunt the other day after <laughs> watching too much Boys. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to do. I understand. Me, myself, I'm trying to, uh, you know, evolve into a higher plane. Hmm. I'm working. How's that going for you? Yeah. <laughs> We're working. I'm coming back as a roach. <laughs> I didn't say... Oh, no, I kind of did say I was evolving. Not into like a different species, but, you know. I'm working on, you know, my attunement. Getting in touch with my, you know, nature inside. And you gotta go do the float tank. 
I do want to do the float tank. You you recently went and did the float tank. It was. I don't want to know about your experience, but worth it or no? It's definitely worth it, and I say you got to do it more than once. Because like you know, I tried to get into like a meditative state, and I would start to kind of drift, and then I'd get this like, man, this is fucked up, and it would kind of bring me out of it. So it's like I think you got to do it enough to the, like the novelty of it wears off before you really get like that deep meditative. It's state. like the first time like watching an IMAX movie, and it's like I don't even remember what I saw because I was like, man, there's colors and shit was so big. <laughs> but I gotta say, it's like when you, I mean, there's points where I'm like looking around, I'm like, are my eyes even open? Because there's. It's, and you, even though you're in like a little area, it feels like you're just floating through space, like all over, you know, you, you have really no sense of where your body is and like what's going on. It's, it's when you cut off all sensation and, and input to the brain, it's like, it just starts making up its own stories. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. And then I got a massage afterward, which was, which was nice. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not a big fan of massages. I don't think, I don't know. Other people's hands on me feel weird, and I'm like, what? I'm not really a touchy-feely type person. Don't expect hugs. It feels good. He's like, that too, and like, since you're sitting in that thing and it's almost like no gravity, everything starts re- relaxing. So literally, it's like things would just start popping because it's like there's no stress on it because it's like I'm just kind of floating like zero grav. And literally, I went to stretch one time, and my entire back snapped. It was like, pop, 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 like all in my back. I'm like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> My back just did a rapid fire. I was like, I, I think I was like an inch taller when I got out of that thing. It was, it's like the muscles that have been like kinked up for years is everything just gets really relaxed. I'm like, oh, this feels nice. <laughs> and salty. So very salty. Yeah, don't scratch your eye if you're in the tank. It'll suck. <laughs> yeah, definitely on my bucket list. Also, remember to put your earplugs in because if you have to get out of the machine and find your earplugs in the darkness, yeah, that's a that's an event in itself. <laughs> They're like, like the instructional video: put on earplugs, get in the thing. And I forgot that part. I just got in the thing, and then they cut all the lights off in the room that the thing is in, so there's no ambient light leak, leaking in. So by the time I got in there and got comfortable, and the lights went out, and I'm like, "Fuck, I forgot my earplugs." So then I had to crawl out and like, all right. Where in this room was the sink? Because they were sitting on the sink. So it's, it's like trying to navigate in the darkness. Like, ah, this feels like earplugs. <laughs> so are you basically like in a bathroom size thing? Like, because sometimes, like, I imagine, like, there's a room of pods. Like, we got some alien shit going on. We're like... Yes, but each pod has its own room. So you walk in and there's, like, you know, a pod in the middle of the room. But then there's also, like, a toilet and a shower. Because you got to shower before you get in. And you get off, you're covered in salt water. So you need to shower again. So, like, yeah, you, the pod is sitting in a room with a tile room with, like, a shower and a bathroom if you need it and, a, like, a bench to change your clothes. And then, like, once you get in the pod, it has a light inside of it, but then they turn off all the lights outside of the pod in the room so there's no lights leaking in, and then you can cut the light off in the pod and it goes completely dark. Or if you don't want it to be completely dark and silent, they have a speaker in there and they can stream music if you're, like, you know, you want to listen to some crazy meditative shit they'll, they'll play i want to listen to heavy metal and float <laughs> yes can y'all play some death metal <laughs> let's play some ice nine kills while i float <laughs> see what kind of nightmares that gives me <laughs> it's all roses and sunshine and whatnot yeah they were like do you want us to play music or anything i'm like no nah, i want to i want the full blackout experience i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try this i'm gonna go all in but then i completely lost track of time i'm like how long have i been in here and then like the lights cut on i'm like oh fuck i guess it's been an hour felt like 15 minutes <laughs> Secretly, it was 15 minutes. <laughs> like, they, 
fast forward all the clocks. Time's up. Man, I feel like I just got in. Yeah, you did. Get out. <laughs> like, get in your car. Wait a second. My appointment was at 12, and it's 1210. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> That'd be my luck. So how's your 2021 been so far? A lot like 2020. <laughs> the news is still horrifying. I'm still working from home. Still smoking cigars and trying to find guns that don't exist because everyone's panicking and everything is sold out. I think everything got Did lost find toilet paper, though. boating accidents. Yep. All these boating accidents. I can't even find a boat at this point to buy to have my boating accident. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big boat. Did you make any uh, New Year's uh, resolutions? Any any big changes for 2021 other than your stairs? <laughs> no. Uh, exterior house renovations, that's been about it. I, You know, I, I'm not really big on the, you know, New Year resolution thing. Because I feel like year after year, people resolve to do the same shit that they... I'm going to get healthier. I'm going to lose weight. And, you know, yet we still eat like fat asses and everything else. Like... Eh. I don't yeah. really see the point. Like, I feel like, you know, for me, it's like, hey, I feel like making this change. I don't have to resolve to do it. I just make my mind up and it happens. Like, yeah, I plan to you join know, a gym, New Year's but it... feels like a forced resolve that'll never actually, like, amount to much of anything. I mean, I plan to join a gym, but I already had that plan way before the New Year's. It's like, i just been so busy at the first of the year that I'm like, Alright, I could join the gym, but when would I have time to actually go to it? So, it's, And right now, it's like full of all the New Year's resolution motherfuckers. So I'm like, alright, maybe by February, all these people would have given up on their resolution and I can actually get in and work out. Resolutions are hard. But that's the thing. Like, if you're going to go to a gym, like, January 1st, 2021 isn't magically going to do it for you. You're going to make up your mind that, hey, I'm tired of feeling or you know looking or whatever and i'm going to go do this for this reason like until you decide to do that just because it's 2021 and everybody else are making stupid pointless ass decisions uh doesn't mean your pointless stupid ass decision is going to resolve to magically confound to be any more than you would have ever had it be if you decided it on the fourth of july because america yeah that's it Making, I'm, I'm stop making New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna start making Fourth of July resolutions <laughs> for America. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. America. Fuck yeah. Oh, so is there anything that we've? I mean, because everything, hell, everything's getting canceled or pushed. Is there anything that we've heard of coming out in 2021 that you're like excited about? Is there anything you're looking forward to in the new year? I don't know, man. I'm just focused on my simulated truck driving career. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm, you know, for me, I got a lot of expensive hobbies and at least with everything being closed and not like, Hey, I'm going out of town for this concert. I'm doing this other thing. Like, you know, when not working on house shit, it's like, Hey, I'm actually going to sit down and play guitar. Hey, I'm actually going to dedicate some time to this video game or, you know, yeah, that's one thing I need to do is actually pick... Um, I'm not to the point of buying a PS5, but there's plenty of PS4 games that I missed out on that I need to go... Because they're probably cheap right now since the PS5 come out. And go pick up a couple games and play some of the shit that I didn't have time for uh, in 2020. Yeah, I mean, you know... Like, for Rachel, like, she's been wanting to get into uh, some artistry stuff and everything. And, uh, you know... I was like, well, shit. Here you go. You know, we'll make it happen and... Fuck ever. You know, make the most of 
you know, being at home and whatnot. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't stay at home out of fear. Like, still going to go out and do my thing. You know, just be, you know, like, fuck. The flu and everything else. Like, surprisingly, COVID numbers have spiked. Hey, there's been hardly no flu this year. Hmm. Wonder how much of that's the flu and how much of it's corona. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've literally not changed my routine other than I don't go to work anymore. I work at home. And then I found out I don't really do a whole lot anyway. I go to three places. Grocery store, gym, cigar shop. Yeah, I mean, so that's... It's like, that's pretty much... I've just taken out going to work out of that, like, rotation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, like, I would love to go to more concerts and stuff. But, you know, I mean, I don't really give a fuck about theaters. Like, you know, I don't give... Uh, like, there's a lot that really hasn't impacted me much, you know? Um, outside yeah. of some of my other hobbies that, you know, fucking people are going Seems nuts Seems like we've had more, that... like, Netflix content and the streaming services are, are kind of booming in this. But Yeah, but then again, like, TV for me isn't really an escape. Like, I'd much rather play a video game than watch TV, you know? I You know, something to challenge or interactive. Um I do want to go do another escape room. You know, I said we've not had a chance to do that. But, you know, those things are starting to reopen. I'd really like to go do that at some point. Put all my grimy hands on all the things. (laughs) And then touch your eyes and lips. (laughs) Oh. Uh, But, yeah, it's like, it's kind of more of the same. Uh, Fucking politics 2.0. I mean, you know, that shit hasn't changed. Like, magically, 2021 is going to be much different. Yeah, say so I may not be happy of the outcome of the elections, but I'm glad all the shit's over so I can start watching YouTube again without political ads. Here's here's my problem. Is it's all one and the fucking same. You yeah, know? It's like, like the zero. same people in Congress that have been there for fifty years that haven't done shit in fifty years, like except get more money and more power, are still going to get more money and more power. Like at some point, do we get to pull back some of the power? Like I mean, we the people are supposed to be the power, yet we fucking keep giving it away. I think we're... I, I don't know. And then, oh, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I forgot who it was. I think it was Ronald Reagan. It was like, the scariest thing you can hear is someone saying, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Because <laughs> that shit's going to be fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I I don't know. I don't know about your personal life, but in my life, nothing really has come free. So, uh, you know, th- there is a price on everything. That price may not necessarily be money. It might be liberty. It might be freedom of choice. It might be, you know, something else. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of democracy and mob rule and, you know, a majority of the people deciding what's best for me. Uh, I just miss going to cons. I mean, it's like... The first one was scheduled was the Atlanta Steampunk Expo, and we were supposed to go go to that, and it got canceled. And we decided, like, well, fuck it, we're not going to cancel our hotel room. We're just going to go stay in a hotel for the weekend to get a change of scenery from <laughs> sitting at the house for the last year because we've not been able to go on any like actual vacations. <laughs> so it was like, fuck it, we're just going to go stay in a hotel and eat shitty hotel food for a couple of days. And no, and dude, get out, to... experience some different restaurants, like you know, like. <laughs> I'm supposed to be going to Miami, you know, this summer, and uh, you know, it's like we can bad stay at the boys, Hilton. Boys, they uh, they they do? have a you know restaurant there, and I'm like, I'm thinking of Dragon Con and the Hilton. I'm like, man, that's really expensive, and the food's not all that great. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not gonna even be con drunk, so uh, yeah, not not so much, you know. Um, 
Ideally, find a place with a kitchenette, or you know what, we're just gonna be. That's Uber the other thing too. And... Like we're gonna be staying, you know, on the outskirts of Atlanta. So it's like, all right, we're in an area because you know, we live in the boondocks. We're in an area where you can actually get an Uber. So if we want to go to a bar and get shit faced, we can actually make it back to the hotel. Can you? Are bars <laughs> even open in Atlanta? Yeah, the phone booth's open. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if the all all night diners open, but yeah, that that's kind of like. A con thing. Like, it's like, let's pretend we're at a con. Let's just get dressed up and go to the all-night diner. Be like, why the fuck are y'all dressed like steampunk? for no? Because we're, like, we're bored. We what the fuck is do. steampunk? <laughs> like, damn, I like all your gears and shit. Do they do anything? Yeah, they look fucking cool. <laughs> What's that pirate wheel doing? Ah, it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with that, I think we'll wrap this up. Uh, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at esonetwork.com we're on facebook twitter instagram at cigar nerd pod get your energy drinks at real men or strikeforceenergy.com promo code cigar nerds get your shirts at real men smoke cigars.com uh and with that it's more than meets the eye and this has been a recording of the cigar nerd podcast we're your hosts smoking joe and brad jackson join us next time for more adventures in nerddom This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.